Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, showcasing alumni of Iowa State University and Cyclones Everywhere, making communities, Iowa, and the world a better place. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle. I am the visual content specialist here at the ISU Alumni Association. One Wednesday each month from now through May, we will feature a 30-minute conversation with the Laura and Russ Talbot Endowed President and CEO of the ISU Alumni Association, Jeff Johnson, and a special guest to focus on campus life. So with that, I'd like to introduce Dr. Jeff Johnson. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Good morning, Matt. What a wonderful, wonderful spring day here in Ames, Iowa, and on the campus of Iowa State University. Good to see you. It is beautiful. Good to see you. It got the rain and the flowers starting to bloom on campus. It is oh, a beautiful, beautiful red time buds, of year. Red buds, red buds. Iowa State campus is known for beautiful red buds. That's right. Well, Jeff, before we get to your interview, let's take a minute and talk about a fun new opportunity for our Alumni Association members and future members, which is the brand new ISUAA Traditions T. Jeff, really excited about this new program we're starting. Yeah, this is really very, very uh, nice to see this finally uh, get started. Uh, yeah. These are some fun teas. It's going to be a great opportunity for people to collect as well as wear uh, these teas. And the great thing is, is that staff has worked with Raygon there mm -hmm. in Des Moines to really uh, come with an opportunity for individuals to purchase these at a really, really good price. And then for anyone who joins the Alumni Association during the month of April, they will be able to purchase their first tradition tea at a $10 discount. Uh, that's right. They only pay $10 for their first tea if they join during the month of April. And then shirts are all scheduled to be shipped out uh, by the end of May. And so, again, a great, great program. Looking forward to uh, seeing this uh, be successful. But again, there will be a different shirt each year and will end up being collector items. Yeah, really cool. As you can see in the video here, we, we stopped by Raygun to see how the shirts were made. Our graphic designer, Jenny Whitty, did a nice job designing the T-shirt. Uh, really nice. As you said, Jeff, $20. Um, but if you for $10, if you join for this month, uh, for our non-members, really a great deal. Um, to order this, we want to let you know it's, pre, it's a pre-order. Uh, go to our app on the iTunes or Google Play Store, search Iowa State Alumni and download our app and you can access that traditions tea it's right there when you get into the app and just follow the steps right there it should be pretty easy to guide you right through there so that's the only way you can get this t-shirt again is through our isu alumni app again all this information is on our website we've got all of it on our website isualum.org if you want to learn more all right jeff we have a great guest today so why don't you introduce him and take it away all right yeah this is absolutely going to be a wonderful wonderful interview and I'm pleased to introduce Dr. Reginald Stewart, who has been at Iowa State since 2015, serving as the university's inaugural vice president for diversity and inclusion. Dr. Stewart serves as Iowa State's executive level diversity and inclusion strategist, and he reports directly to President Winterstein. Dr. Stewart, thank you for joining me today. Jeff, thank you very much for inviting me. I agree it is a beautiful day here in Ames and I am happy to be here. 
And now, if I remember correctly, your office is actually in Beardshire and you're off of central campus there. So you get to see all of the activity on a day to day basis. Not only do I see it, but I hear it. I can hear the birds chirping as they go by. It's uh, it's a very, very vibrant time of the year and it's, and it, it's enjoyable, especially the rain. I love the rain. And so whenever it rains, it just makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So things are greening up. Well, let's get started. I thought we would start by, since you've been here since 2015, why not give our audience an opportunity to meet you and learn a little bit about who you are and your background? Right. So, Jeff, you know, ideally this should be the easiest question to answer, but uh, for me, it's the hardest I generally don't like to talk about myself. I really like. Well, that to makes you an eye one for real, then, because we're <laughs> we're people of humility. So we need to know that. who you are, and I know you've got an interesting background, and we'll talk more about what brought you to Iowa State. But who is Dr. Reg Chen Stewart? Well, thank you. Uh, you know, let me. I'll give this a go. I think the most important thing I'd like for folks to know is that I am a husband, and I'm a father, and being good at those roles is the, sort of the driving force. It's the reason why. I get up every day and I do the work that I do. I want to make my family proud. And that's my focus. I am a West Coast native. I was born in San Francisco, uh, but grew up in Oakland, California. I have uh, New Orleans roots. My, uh, my father's side, my paternal side of the family is from, from the Big Easy. My family is all extremely creative. And I think it's just sort of this, something that, that was in the water. Uh, my dad was a drummer. Uh, my mom uh, is a linguist and a poet. My children okay. are exponentially better musicians uh, at the same age. When I was their age, they, they can play circles around what I could do at the time. Although every evening when I go home after work, I play the saxophone. Um, it's the way that I, re I relax. Some people meditate. Um, for me, I play the horn. And I will say this definitively, Jeff, I know that my wife could beat Bobby Flay in a throwdown. Um, when you talk about someone who is a master cook, that, that's my wife. So we all sort of manifest our creativity differently, but it makes for a very vibrant household. All right. And I think, you know, the other thing that's important is professionally, I believe that education is a right, not a privilege. Um, anybody who wants to work hard to access a college education should have access. And I go to bed every night knowing that the work that I do helps to inch people closer to their hopes and dreams. And so, you know, all in, in some, it's a good life. And I'm, and I'm very happy and very blessed. Well, you said two things that I want to just quickly because of time. But you, you said your, your sons. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your children? And sure. then the other thing you said is access. And again, that makes it doubly important that we have someone like you at Iowa State because that's the tenant, uh, one of the main tenants of the land grant opportunity. Absolutely, positively. So I have my, my daughter is 15 years old. Uh, her primary instrument is a cello. And she doubles on tenor saxophone like her old man. Uh, and my son uh, is a double bass player and his double is a baritone saxophone. So uh, I made sure that they at least kept the saxophone tradition alive, but they're string instrument players and, and amazing. Even the conversations with them I have about access and opportunity and the importance of, of accessing a college education, no matter where you can get it from the community college all the way through to the highly competitive institutions. Now, it's all about providing more education, more opportunity for people to learn about the world around them and then share it. So I appreciate the question. Hey, um, what brought you to Iowa State 
and what are some of your work and those in your office that you do on an ongoing basis? Well, I've said this to anyone who will listen. The best recruiting strategy that an organization can deploy is to have people who work in the organization be happy and enjoy it. They are your best recruiters, hands down. So I had a colleague, we went out on the West Coast, I had a colleague that worked at Iowa State University who just raved about this experience. Hmm. When this VP position was created, he contacted me and he said, he didn't ask me if I want to be nominated. He said, I'm nominating you. The important thing is he knew me. He knew Iowa State University. He felt that it would be a match and he is absolutely spot on that it has been a great match. In a nutshell, the work that attracted me um, is that my office provides strategic leadership on diversity, equity, and inclusion to every single person in the Iowa State University enterprise who seeks it. We tend to not get too overly caught up in sort of the hottest book or the latest speaker because the work that we do is long haul work. Five years ago, maybe the prevailing language was uh, something like social justice you can see behind me. Today, it may be anti-racism, even though the nomenclature changes um, the work does not. And so my team is always about deploying the resources necessary to help people do the work. We oftentimes say that the job is to teach people to fish. Uh, when a campus says that diversity is everybody's responsibility, what's not taken into consideration is the thousands of people who don't necessarily know where to start. Yeah. And that's when they contact us. We essentially teach the teachers who teach. Big job. Yes, but very important, important work. So since you first started at Iowa State, what have you seen shift or change in a positive manner on campus? And where is there room for Iowa State to actually lean in and grow? Jeff, to your very point earlier, we often say that the land-grant mission is a diversity, equity, and inclusion mission. Hard stop. Uh, providing a low-cost, high-quality education so students can get the knowledge and skills to go back and help their community. That's a diversity, equity, and inclusion mission. And so you know, we don't actually decouple who, who we are, our component of the work from the very core of Iowa State University. Glad to hear you the say that. The number of offices that, um, that do this equity work is amazing. And as the senior diversity officer, I get to see much of the work in action. In the coming months, we're gonna actually relaunch a website called Inclusion at Iowa State. So the viewers on this on this uh, cast, as well as anyone else, will be able to start to see the, the scope of campus-wide efforts. And actually, to your point also, this is where we need to grow. You've got many cyclones doing this work, but we really need to do a better job of telling the story, telling, highlighting their efforts, um, and punctuating the, the deep dive that they take in this work. You know, and I'm just going to break here for a second and say Iowa State has this diversity, inclusion, uh, and equity in its DNA. Uh, you know, there is no secret, you know, that we for years have told our George Washington Carver story. We've told our Jack Trice story. We've told our cat, you know, uh, Carrie Chapman cat story. Right. You know, we've told the story of uh, disability. Sure. Uh, we've told the story of our students uh, who are in the gay and lesbian community. And there's just so many different ways that Iowa State has made a place for so many people to achieve their education, their work, and their employment. 
And so, again, I just appreciate that you're bringing light to that, that you can't decouple our land grant mission from the work that happens in this space. Absolutely. I have to at least end with one question that I'm interested in knowing sure. your response to. And that is, how has COVID impacted the work yeah. that you and your staff are about on a daily basis, as well as this campus? Jeff, that is a huge question. And I think that uh, the answer to it is going to really kind of book in what we've been discussing. From the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, our area focused on the, the disparities in the infection and fatality rates for Black communities, Latinx communities, and Navajo communities. We focused on this because we also wanted to make sure to punctuate the destigmatization of the virus as it was associated with Asian and Asian American communities, this false association. We added COVID-19 uh, as, as a resource page to our main page so that we could curate all the stories about sort of the disparate impacts that the virus was taking. We wanted to make sure that um, as senior leaders were looking at these issues, we were never missing the fact that the, the virus is impacting communities differently. But it was during this lockdown that had the nation and everyone focused on their technology, looking at their screens, that's when we all saw, saw the, the murder of George Floyd. And I would assert that if it was not for COVID, his death may have come and gone, just like so many who preceded him. So we have to, we have to look at COVID's impact on the racial reckoning that we experienced in the United States last summer and into today. From that point on, our workload um, in the VPDI and Office of Equal Opportunity absolutely just skyrocketed. The number of workshops, talks, presentations, trainings, consultations, um, the demand actually sort of outpaced what we were able to do. And we're still, um, we're still sprinting to address everyone who wants to figure out how to best have these conversations and, and move forward from, from what we've been experiencing. So through the dual tragedies of George Floyd's murder and COVID-19, our workload has accelerated. And just when we were moving into this lovely spring that we were, we were talking about earlier, we started to see the horrific rise of violence towards Asian, Asian American and Pacific Island communities. And so COVID-19 and the impact as it, you know, so the virus and the virus of racism have spread concurrently and we have to continue this work. We can't stop because the work doesn't stop. And so it's impacted us maybe in a different way than some of our other partners on campus. And so if I were to summarize what I'm hearing you say is that what's happening in our country doesn't take Iowa State out of the picture. Those things are, are part of the culture here in terms of how they are part of the lived experience. And Iowa State is, is addressing those head on and I think Wendy has made it part of her platform that it's very important to her that this campus be very welcoming and accessible and, and, and engaging. And your office, along with all of our offices, play a role in helping that aspiration uh, become a part of our daily work. Well said, Jeff. That is exactly correct. Well, Dr. Stewart, let me just thank you again for connecting with us today. Let me thank you for listening to your friend who had the opportunity to introduce you to Iowa State University. We want to take this opportunity, even though it's 2021, to again welcome you to the state of Iowa, welcome you to the campus of Iowa State University. And I see you wearing your I-State, so thanks for being a Cyclone Absolutely. and thanks for being with us today. Thanks for all that you and your staff do to move Iowa State forward. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for having me today. 
event. Thanks again. Jeff, thank you so much. Thanks to you and Dr. Stewart for coming on. Jeff, these have been a lot of fun. That was a great conversation with Dr. Stewart. And uh, we've got another exciting one coming up uh, next month. We've got one more of these before the end of the semester. Jamie Pollard, uh, Director of Athletics here at Iowa State, is going to join us. So we look forward to that one as well. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Absolutely just fun. And, and I want to say, as you've said, these have been absolutely wonderful. So I thank Dr. Pete England from Residence Life. Uh, Paul Figliani from uh, uh, facilities. Yeah, facilities planning and management. Today, Dr. Stewart, and then uh, coming up, our conversation with Jamie Pollard. Uh, thank you for including us in these these uh, special moments. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jeff, and thank you everyone for watching. We'll see you again next time. This series is made possible by members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org.